Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also the pastor of the Buckron Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry, knowing how to serve our people and be faithful to the word, to the Lord. That there is nothing more significant than knowing how to deal with children in the matter of salvation. Can a child really know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If so, should we baptize children? Let me begin by saying I'm not talking about pedo-baptism. I'm not talking about baptizing infants, those that have not yet professed their faith in Christ. I am thoroughly a Baptist. That means I'm a credo-baptist, and I believe in baptizing only those who have made a credible profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that means they've repented of their sins and they have called on the name of the Lord for salvation, confessed Jesus as Lord. They are willing to join a New Testament church and be discipled. And I believe that the first act of obedience of a believer is baptism. So can a child be saved and baptized and be a church member? Well, let's divide the question up. First of all, can a child be saved? I believe that the Bible teaches that uh, children can have faith. I believe that that ability is perhaps different for every child, but it's when a child comes to the realization that they're a sinner and that they are separated from God by their sin and that they're lost apart from his grace and that they must put their faith and trust in Jesus understanding that he died on the cross in their place and rose from the grave uh, and that he reigns in heaven and then he's coming back. I, I, I believe a child needs to understand who Jesus is, what he did, and there has to be a personal commitment. Now, do I think it's possible? Well, I just got to tell you, I know it's possible. How do I know it? I did it. So when I was five years old, I came under conviction of my sin. I can remember the very night I came under conviction of my sin. And a terrible weight, a burden descended upon me and it remained there for over a year. From sometime when I was five until I had just turned seven, I labored under the knowledge of my sin. I can remember going to church on Sundays my knuckles gripping the pew, fearing I was going to just drop into hell. I and it, my dad was not one of the guys that just talked about hell all the time. He did preach wrath and he preached hell, but he was a grace preacher and he offered salvation. But I knew I was separated from God, and that just weighed me down. And knowing that I was a sinner, that I if I died in that condition, that I would be lost, I would go to hell. That, oh, it just gripped my heart for over a year. And I can remember the very night, I was seven years old, it was just a few days after I turned seven, on a Sunday night, my dad preached. And I do not recall precisely what he preached, but in reality, it wasn't about what he preached that night. This had been a process. And I had been thinking about the gospel and 
knowing that I had to repent. And it is that night I just came to just absolutely rest in Christ. There's no other way to put it. I just said, Lord, I can't get this off of me. I can't do anything about my sin. Will you take it? Will you forgive me? Uh, I receive you as Lord and Savior. And I just broke. And it was like immediately that weight was lifted. Uh, I remember we, we had a hymn of invitation at the end of the service. And I went forward and through tears told my dad, I have trusted Christ. And uh, the next week I was baptized. I'm 63 years old. And I can tell you in all honesty that there's not been a time in my life where I looked back on that event and questioned whether or not it really happened, whether or not it was genuine, whether or not I was saved. When I was a, a freshman in college, I went through a few months of intellectual doubts. And I very quickly reached a point where I said, either the Bible is completely true or it's all a bunch of hogwash. I could not accept anything in between. Uh, I realized that if Jesus really rose from the dead, everything else is secondary, secondary to that. Everything else is true. And if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, nothing else matters. And it was really that experience as a seven-year-old that I knew God saved me. The Lord used that, some other things in my life but as a freshman at Michigan State University, uh, I said to the Lord, yes, I know that was real and I'm really willing and desirous of serving you in ministry. Whatever you ask of me, I will do. And uh, I've never questioned the reality of that. Uh, those intellectual doubts didn't last very long. I just had to come face to face with whether or not I believed what I believed because they were my dad's convictions or whether or not they were really my convictions. And, uh, and I knew that the faith I had as a seven-year-old was the faith that God gave me to face those doubts. And I've never questioned it. Now, yes, I have known other uh, people who told me that they made professions of, a, of faith as a child. And later, looking back on it, they said it wasn't real. I really didn't trust Christ. But frankly, I've known adults who said that about their adult uh, profession of faith. What I have learned is when I talk to a child to really hone in on their attitude about sin. Sometimes parents will bring a child to me and I'll talk to them and they'll, they'll say something like this. You know, I wanna be baptized because I love Jesus. I wanna go to heaven when I die. And they just express this general desire to follow the, the God of their, their parents, uh, the God they hear about in Sunday school. And, and I will say to their parents, hey, I think Susie here is taking a step toward Christ. I think God's clearly at work. Uh, she understands what, what is involved in salvation somewhat, but I don't, I don't think she's there yet. Let's just give her time to process this. Let's let the Holy Spirit do his work. I really do believe he who began a good work will complete it. And we don't need to pressure or rush anything. Uh, let's, let's just let her continue uh, this journey of faith. And I think the Holy Spirit will make it clear. But when a child comes in and they say, oh, I'm a sinner. And I know I can't save myself. 
I'm lost. Uh, and I have to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ or I'm lost. It's that attitude towards sin that makes me know they really are, first of all, serious about it, and secondly, ready. You know, Paul talks about that. It's that when the commandment comes, that that's when sin revives and I died. That's what he said about the law of coveting. When a child really understands God's law and that they violated it, then sin revives and they die. they like, oh, I'm, I'm dead in trespasses and sins. Jesus said, allow the little children to come to me. He said that to be his follower, we have to become like little children. He did not say little children have to become like an adult. So I believe that a child can understand enough. They can understand their lostness and their sinfulness and they can understand that Jesus died in their place, that God raised him from the dead. And they can understand uh, that he loves them and they can respond in love to him. And if they do that, then I think nothing should hinder them from being baptized. I know there are well-intentioned people out there whom I love and respect who say, well, I think we should wait and observe them. I, I can only just say I don't see in the New Testament any waiting period uh, that's prescribed for anybody. When a person repents and believes, they're baptized. I don't believe in putting any pressure on a child. I don't believe in any psychological arm twisting to get them to make a profession. I don't believe in telling them, hey, you're nine years old now. It's time you made a profession. Nothing like that. I believe in letting the Holy Spirit do his work. But if a child expresses repentance and faith, then I think they are ready to be baptized. Better that God not only saves their soul, but he also saves their life. I'm grateful I was saved as, as a seven-year-old instead of as a 27-year-old. I think about what God protected me from and what he spared me from because I knew him and because I had the Holy Spirit in my heart and in my life. Do nothing to, uh, to compel a child, do nothing to pressure a child, but let them come to Jesus. And if they come to Jesus, I think it's proper to baptize them. Now the question of church membership uh, comes and so, well, does that mean they're full members of a church? Well, I think a Baptist church can establish it's, they're competent to establish their own rules of membership. Now, personally, I believe that when a, a person is baptized, they're baptized by a church into the fellowship of that church. It's a church ordinance. That's what the Baptist faith and message says. So I do believe that anybody, child or adult, who makes a profession of faith and is baptized is baptized into membership. It's not improper for a church to say, there are certain privileges of membership, like voting, that are available only to adults. That would be fine. But I believe that a child should be able to be baptized upon their profession of faith and then participate in the Lord's Supper as an ongoing testimony and memorial of what Christ did and of their own profession of faith. And I believe that part of our job is to disciple them to teach them, to train them, but better to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord 
as believers than to tell them, no, this is not for you, or no, you, you can't do this. I say that we invite them and we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. And when the fruit is ripe, it will fall from the tree. I believe that. And let's let the Holy Spirit lead them and give voice to their profession. Let's let them follow Jesus in baptism and then in discipleship. And I think this is one of the healthiest things that churches can do in bringing up the next generation so that even as children, they are taught uh, to love the Word of God, to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit through the Word, and to follow Christ. I think that's part of being a shepherd, to help them do that as the Holy Spirit leads them, and I think that's part of pastoring well. <music>